How do I do my taxes? What's a credit limit? Where can I find a doctor? When's the best time to move? Who can I ask about all this? And why wasn't I taught how to be an adult? Hi, I'm Kathy. And I'm Genevieve. And, and we're, we're just, just as lost as you are. Come along with us as we journey through the weird, confusing, and sometimes scary world of adulthood. Every week, we'll talk with experts and those who have been there, done that, to answer your questions and ours. And on this edutainment podcast, we'll finally learn how to be an adult. So come on. Enjoy, enjoy the, the Society, society of, of Grown-Ups. Hello, grown-ups. Hi there. How goes it? How's adulting been treating you? It's been going. It's been great. It's uh, adulting. I don't even know. Oh, I meant, I, our, like... I meant our listeners, but you too. <laughs> oh, okay. Super awkward. Okay. Kevin, enjoy that little bit. I loved it. No, keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy, tell us about... <laughs> Hi, grown-ups. Comment down below or let us know what the most adult thing you did this week was. Kathy, what's the most adult thing you've done lately? Fuck. Honestly, I've just been working a ton. As y'all, bitch has been yes. hustling. Yes. And I love the hustle, love the job. Um, mm. Can get a little bit chaos, chaotic, chaos sometimes. Do <laughs> I know how to speak English? I mean, I hope I do because it's the only language I know how to speak. So anyways, how's your life? What's the most adult thing you've done this week? I'm stumped. I mean, everything's adults. I don't know. I did laundry yesterday. Congrats. Sometimes I, I, you don't do laundry. So at least you yeah, did. I cleaned on Sunday. Kevin and I cleaned. I don't know. I'm like, what's adults? I go to work. But you know what I think is the most important thing of adulthood. I think it's super important, especially when things start to build up. And if you have a lot on your plate and you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed to take those days where you're just in the starfish position and you don't do anything. <laughs> those are your starfish days people okay exactly well not necessarily don't do anything like make sure you're eating breathing taking Going care of the yourself bathroom, the basics exactly showering <laughs> yes but, please shower know. and we talk a lot on this week's episode about how to take care of yourself yeah and we loved having this conversation with georgia our guest today is georgia she is an award-winning comedy writer and content creator she's been a storyteller for as long as she can remember and actually went viral on tiktok for her videos on anxiety please welcome georgia hudson <laughs> So I'm a comedian, writer, have been doing comedy stuff for a long time and um, have also had anxiety for as long as I can remember and, uh, you know, riding that mental health struggle bus. So I've always loved the idea of using humor to discuss like serious subjects. And I think that makes them more accessible to people. So that's the writing background of like how this came to be. But uh, yeah, I was in quarantine, like many other bored millennials found TikTok or it found me. And it just felt like the perfect creative outlet at the time to fuse these two passions of mine. And then I just kept doing it. <laughs> so funny. A lot of uh, TikTokers, they say that they started because of the pandemic and because of quarantine. Mm -hmm. And I remember like, all of my friends were like, oh, TikTok, like that's such a Gen Z thing. And then now we're all on it. And yep. yeah, just it's super funny. But um, what's your experience with anxiety? And why did you first start sharing about it? Um, I mean, my experience with it is I've had generalized anxiety disorder for I, honestly, as long as I can remember, it took a long time 
to, but that's a click in my head, if that makes sense. Like growing up, I was told like, oh, you're just like nervous or you're an old soul, just all those things are just shy. Like it will get better as you get older and it didn't. <laughs> so all of I love that. that you got told that you're an old soul. <laughs> oh, oh my God. All the time. All the time. I was like five what? years old. Everybody would tell me that. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like there's, there's <laughs> like, it's a compliment, but who knows? I, I thought <laughs> you're an old soul means you're wise or you've been here before. I feel like worry doesn't equate an old soul. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, that's a good point. I should like kind of find those people who would say that to me and, and <laughs> see if they could remember that. But I think I was just overthinking so much that maybe that seemed like wisdom. Who knows? They're like, she's already nervous about buying a house and she's five. She doesn't know what money is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Old soul. Done this before. Past lives. Wow. <laughs> but, Interesting. Wow. Okay. Huh. Um, oh, yeah. And then I think it was like my mid twenties. I was living in New York and, you know, had a lot of also anxious friends in the comedy scene over there. And um, at some point it kind of just clicked that that's what it has been all along. And then that made it so much easier for me to talk to like my doctor about it and to finally just get uh, more information and whatever resources she recommended and so on. What is the difference between feeling anxious and having an actual anxiety disorder because I personally get really pissed off when people use these interchangeably because they're not interchangeable at all. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I mean, it's an easy thing to say, I guess, and people don't really know, but um, for anyone who's curious, anxiety is a built in thing that all humans have. It's like feeling nervous before a job interview or a date or something like that. It's like a protective mechanism that we uh, have for survival and so it's it's normal to have a bit of it and anxiety disorders when it impacts your life and your brain is just like a, a fake uh, smoke alarm going off where there is no fire so when it interferes with your life and it stops you from being social or being able to go to work or whatever it may be that's when um, it, it's helpful to talk to someone and so on I like that phrase it's like I love a that smoke analogy. alarm yeah, yeah that's fantastic it's a good yeah, way to think it feels about like it. just your brain like screaming at you and you're like everything is fine and it's like I know but what if it isn't <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's literally that meme of the dog and then everything's <laughs> on fire <laughs> <laughs> which it yeah, has it, been it has been that meme just like it rose to popularity during 2020 and uh, it, oh, it's yeah. very fitting yeah. Oh, but yeah, the world has been on fire. The world is well. anxious. The world, yeah, literally the world's been on fire. If you look at the West Coast. Yep. Ooh, yeah. My you, province is Loki on fire. Yeah. Still? So for reference, Kathy is in Vancouver. So, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So she's been seeing all the smoke and all the fires and it's scary. It's, well, I hopped onto my balcony one time and all you smelled was barbecue. Mm-hmm. And, and like you take, like, oh, that's yeah. nice. And then you realize it's the mountains burning and. <laughs> Yeah. And then you go, oh, that's not cute anymore. <laughs> Don't yeah. smell good. It's such a pet peeve of mine when people will be like, oh my God, my anxiety. Like I'm on a date. It's like when people are neat freaks or clean freaks and they're like, LOL, I have such bad OCD. OCD yeah. yeah. No, you don't. Then, yeah. You need to touch a light switch 20 times to leave a room. No, you just like things neat. Stop. And depression as well. People are like, oh, I'm so depressed because I had a, a bad day at work. And it's like, you feel sad. You're, yes. you're feeling a feeling. Depression is different. Right. But. Well, there's situational depression. You know, if a parent dies or something like that, or a pet, or you get in a car accident or yeah. an injury, and then there's just depression where everything could be going right and amazingly, but you still feel depressed. One thing my therapist told me about 
my mental health issues is she said, always see if the situation warrants the feelings that you're having. Oh, the situation never warrants the feelings with anxiety. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I I personally don't have anxiety, but I can only imagine how, I mean, your TikTok say it all. (laughs) I think my, I I love the one, (laughs) I love the one where you're like eating your pretzels and you say, oh, I didn't wash my hands after touching that package. Okay. Now I'm going to have like salmonella. I do that too after COVID, but it was like, your TikToks are great. They're so, 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 so funny. Thank you. Yeah. That's so nice to hear. I I feel like at the beginning I was just desperate to get like attention and then it was like kind of blew up, I guess. Um, And now I'm like, oh, why is everyone looking at me? Why is everyone watching me? (laughs) But I'm glad that they help people. Yeah, I'm sure they're great. So uh, moving on to the next question, we did talk about how the difference between being anxious and having anxiety, but how can anxiety affect someone's daily life? All kinds of ways. Um, I guess it depends like what kind of anxiety someone has. Um, In my head, there's like different genres. By the way, none of this is scientific. I think I'm not a doctor of any kind. (laughs) This is just what I've yeah, Long medical advice is case. not, this is not the episode for that. We should preface this. This is one <laughs> yeah, person's yeah. experience. Yeah. One person's experience, but in my head, there's like buckets of anxiety, like genres. There's like time anxiety when you feel like you constantly don't have enough time to get everything done. You know, there's like health anxiety where you get a headache and you're like, I have a brain tumor. Existential anxiety where you're like, what is all this? You know, and all, it's like social anxiety is probably one of the more common ones um, where it's like people are terrifying. Um, so I guess it would depend like if one of those in particular is like flaring up that day. Um, it's always good to find like the root of it if you can. If it is like a, a toxic job situation, kind of figuring that out or a bad relationship or a bad living situation sometimes getting to the root of that and where it's coming from can then help determine like the best ways to heal it. I mean, anxiety does can, I won't say does can come from an area of truth. It comes from a real fear. And like you said, if you are in a toxic work environment, even when you're out of that, you might get anxious at your new job or, you know, your boss says something and you freak out because you're like, Oh, was that a tone? Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. So I think Mm -hmm. it's important to realize when you have anxiety or when you're feeling anxious, you're not crazy. And there can be some truth in that. It's just, again, does the situation warrant the behavior? So I think that's a good, good reminder for people. Yeah. And I feel like, especially right now, there's just so much collective anxiety and we're all just like feeling each other's, you know, what is happening with the world. So even if there's nothing specific, everyone is just a little on edge, you know, and it, it has its waves for me as well. Like there's times when I have anxiety every day and then, you know, weeks or months when things are more chill. So the next question we had for you is what are some physical symptoms that anxiety can cause or that they've caused for you? Because a lot of people think it's just mental. Oh my gosh. It's exhausting. <laughs> Uh, you're just kind of tired a lot of the time. Um, you know, you can have side effects from like meds. If you're on meds, you can have bad insomnia. And then if you don't sleep well, that can affect your whole day. Um, it's like anxiety is your nervous system basically on fire. Again, not, this is not a scientific answer, but that's what it feels like. So like that releases these like stress hormones into your brain that are not supposed to be there, like adrenaline, which, you know, we evolved to like run away from a tiger and now it's like, oh, it's a zoom, you know, but um, (laughs) 
So that uh, takes its toll on your body physically. And there's also the mental exhaustion of just like having to pretend to be on all the time or, you know, having to pretend to be okay. Like if you're at work or around your friends or whatever. Um, And that, that takes a, that takes a lot of energy, but then there's all kinds of things like dizziness, nausea, headaches, um, muscle fatigue. I think it's different for everyone, but there's so many physical like ticks and things like that um it's it's endless (laughs) also like depending on the situation too um I went on my first big hike when it finally got to the top I looked down realized how high up it was and then I just couldn't move my body oh no (laughs) like I just could not move I couldn't get up I couldn't crawl because I was like if I get up I am going to die oh no were you by yourself no, I was with like okay. a group of people, okay. right? But it's it was like not fun at all. Like I think a lot of people who've never had like a panic attack or have it don't struggle with the level of anxiety someone with a disorder mm-hmm. would they don't understand how it really affects like every aspect of your being. Yeah, and like you said, like it can come out of uh, out of nowhere like you probably didn't expect to at the end of the hike to just like feel Oh, definitely like, not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely not. You're so, like, "Aren't I supposed yeah. to feel accomplished? Oh, I can't move. Cool. Okay, great." Yeah, awesome. it's like, "Cool. I'm going to like die." So like And it's not even you couldn't move because you were so out of breath and you had just no. climbed so hard. Yeah. That's the no, worst. I'm but so like sorry. The, yeah, but the worst was like going down because it was literally two hours of me crying. Like, I just want to get oh. out of this mountain. I oh my God, I forgot up. you had to go down. Yeah, <gasps> like this. Okay, this hike, it was fun. Like, glad I did. Minus the anxiety attack. Um, It was good. Recommend it. But it was hard. So you have to climb down ropes. It was steep. I'm only 5'1". So... <laughs> Like, yeah, Kathy's short. Yeah, <laughs> I'm five three. I'm not, not much taller. We're shorties over I'm, here. I'm five mm-hmm. four, but my eyes big. Getting big was the thing about the ropes because I feel yeah. like that's not that's more like rock climbing than hiking. Now, yeah, no, that would scare yeah. me. That's a lot. <laughs> I've been ziplining though. It's weird what scares me. I've been ziplining, but I went to the top of the CN Tower when I moved to Toronto, and I couldn't look down. But it's so interesting what scares us yeah. and what doesn't. Yeah. And also how new fears develop after that hike. I've been terrified of heights, something I've never, you know, before the hike, no fear of heights. I did the edge walk on the CN Tower. So I was going to ask you, yeah, did that make you afraid to do it again? Or did that help? Because recently my therapist has been encouraging like exposure therapy mm-hmm. and like pushing through these things that make you anxious. But I feel like that advice is not <laughs> always applicable. Like if it makes you feel worse. Um, my thing though, is I've always, since moving here, I really started to begin to appreciate more nature. So I didn't want, my anxiety already holds me back from so much like driving. Me too. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's terrifying. It's like, what if I kill someone? (laughs) I have a lot of friends with anxiety that don't drive. It's terrifying. And I don't know. I thought, okay, I don't want anxiety to take one more thing for me that I think Mm -hmm. would be good. So you know, I did another big hike a few weeks ago, which was amazing. And, you know, I felt super accomplished. So I, I think it depends because for exposure, I think forcing myself to do more hikes did me well, mm-hmm. but also forcing myself to drive is something I can't do. Well, yeah, maybe someday. 
Yeah. Some driving's a little more, you could hurt other people too. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. it depends on what you're exposing yourself to. I think. Of course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's amazing. That's like such a success story that you wanted to get into nature more and then you let the one freak out and then now it's fine. Yeah. Now it's fine. Sometimes you do have to push yourself a little. I find not too much because we don't want, you know, anyone to have a breakdown, but sometimes you got to push yourself a little. Within reason, I would say. What are some common misconceptions about anxiety that you've encountered? I think like you were saying, the difference between anxiety and like an anxiety disorder, um, you know, people who are like, just breathe. It's like, I've, I've literally, like since I was born, I've never not breathed. So I don't see how that's helpful. Um, sometimes like focusing on my breath makes me freak out more because it is so physical. But um, I mean, I guess it helps some people, but. Yeah, when people are like you have nothing to worry about, everything's fine. Like, look at your life. It's the worst. It's, the worst. Yeah. Or it's like, how are you now grateful over everything you have and you're still anxious? Yeah. Like, go away. Yeah, you can be grateful and still like feel on edge. Um, and yeah, just yeah, that kind of advice where it's like, oh, it'll be fine. You have nothing to worry about. Let's go and do this thing or go into this new place or whatever it may be. I love so, that you said yeah. I've never not breathed in my entire. I've never known breathing. Yeah. I just said that advice annoys me yeah. so much. Oh my god, that reminds me of like because well, Genevieve and I we both went to theater school. My yes. um, first uh, acting class, I had this professor who was like, "I don't hear anybody breathing." Did you guys forget to breathe? It's like, I mean, we're all alive. I don't know. Acting teachers can be a little full of themselves. It's like, okay, calm down. We're not curing cancer over here. I had a scary drama teacher as well who (gasps) would like yell at me. What? (gasps) I mean, they're so extra. They're so like. They are. (laughs) I know. They are. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so sorry about. I'm sure that really helped with your anxiety people yelling at you yeah in school I was like a yeah I had to be like a teacher's pet or just you know so afraid of upsetting anyone or doing anything wrong I was such a rule follower so whenever I would get yelled at yeah. it was like terrifying I think it might be a common um attribute of people who struggle with anxieties that we're such big people pleasers yeah <laughs> like yeah, we yeah. don't want to disappoint anybody um yeah I don't want conflict like terrified yeah. of conflict like everything is worst case scenario like <laughs> there was this very loud bud in my building <laughs> and for four months it's been like interfering with my walk because it's just like chirping all day and it was just so loud and I had so much anxiety about talking to my super who like lives right next door about it and I finally did it like the other day yay it was fine but that was like four months of just like this fear of what's going to happen. Like the world's going to end when I bring this up, you know? And so you just lived with the bird. You were like, well, I guess this is my life now. I know I had to get like earplugs. I would like get angry and have to like leave the house for as long as I could and like walk in coffee shops and stuff because it was so loud. And then it was probably solved in like 10 minutes, right? Well, yeah. So he was like, okay, I will remove the bird. And I, it sounds so ominous. Why didn't he remove the bird in the first place? If it was. Because I didn't say anything. For could he, but could he not hear it? <laughs> yeah. He's right next door now. Yeah. I, I have, I have no clue. I mean, it's not a bad sound in theory, but. It's just annoying. No, it's annoying. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, like, especially hmm. at like 4 a.m. after not, after insomnia. <laughs> See, I hate birds. So I would have probably killed it. So. If I, I never even like saw it, but I did kind of fantasize about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's, it was very ominous his response so now I have anxiety and guilt about that and like of what course what happened to it where did it go <laughs> you know? oh no just it's in a just think it's hopefully in a I'm better sure place and you're in a better place now because you're not being bothered by the bird yes but now my anxiety is like well what's the next thing gonna be what if it right. was you know so. do you hear a di- like a literal dialogue in your head um I guess so um which actually reminds me my therapist also said that dialoguing with your anxiety is something that can help um I had like a networking like coffee date a few months ago and I was so nervous because I didn't really know this person that well but like you said we have to push ourselves and you know it's my career and stuff so I had to do it and all morning I was just like dying of like anxiety and like the the buildup and the adrenaline so that was an example of when my therapist was like dialogue with your anxiety like check in hear it see what it's trying to tell you acknowledge it and be like okay thank you for the for the warning I'm gonna still do this thing but I've heard you loud and clear you're just trying to protect me and that's supposed to be a tip um, oh I love that I love that you're so nice to it tip. I would be like shut the fuck up no one asked you yeah <laughs> <laughs> two kinds yeah. of people I think it's good though where you kind of honor it and say hey Thanks for sharing. I understand this is to benefit me, but a mm-hmm. little bit of overkill. It's going to, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be good. Yeah. I've yeah. heard that talking to yourself, saying you instead of I can be helpful, especially with bad self-talk, mm-hmm. you know, think about, you know, let's say you were going to call yourself, I don't know, ugly. If you say you are ugly rather than I am ugly, it sounds a little different because it sounds like you're saying it to someone else. I think it's crazy, though, that I would never say to someone else like, oh, you're terrible. I hate you. Blah, blah, blah. But then the things we tell ourselves is worse than we would tell like our worst enemy. It's so sad. <laughs> so are there is there a difference between anxiety and a panic attack? Yeah, there's actually a difference between an anxiety attack and a panic attack. Um, and I guess like, you know, an anxiety disorder and a panic disorder, even though they are all friends of each other. But an anxiety attack, I think, is like when you're on the hike and it's situational and it's um, it's temporary. You know, it just you have to kind of write it out. And it's based on the circumstances, like, again, the hike or like a, a job interview, whatever it may be. And then panic attacks come out of nowhere. I mean, they're also very physical, but. For me, it's been like uh, that dizziness and like you can't breathe and you feel like you're having a heart attack and like everything is just like spinning. Um, And those are kind of just in the back of your head. So they just come out randomly at random times, which is so frustrating. But it's that anxiety that's just been building up and then it just finds an inconvenient time to Um, yeah and then panic disorders I'm not an expert on all of the symptoms but it's just a lot of fear of like going anywhere doing anything because you're always like afraid that something bad will happen um you're jumpy jumpy is a good word to describe it (laughs) yeah the scientific one absolutely (laughs) (laughs) kind of moving into getting help and how to help others When is it time to seek professional help if you think your anxiety is infringing on your life? I think it's always good. Um, It's always good to talk to someone. Like, I think everyone deserves a therapist. It's always good to be proactive the way that you would with your physical health. You know, if you don't want to get sick, you would keep yourself healthy, eat healthy, exercise, and it should be the same with mental health. Um, So if you can get ahead of things, it's always helpful, I think. But I would say getting to like that worst kind of hump where you're like, oh, I really, really need help. Um, 
is probably when it just starts interfering with your life and you can't leave your bed and you're missing work and not getting paid and not seeing your friends and just interferes with your life to that extent then it's definitely a good time to find a therapist or just talk to your like general doctor which is the first thing I did um, or just even talk to anyone if you don't mind getting into it what was the moment when you realized hey I should probably get help um, yeah, it was kind of what I just described. It was like I couldn't get out of bed. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, was missing like social things because um, I just couldn't leave my room. Like freelancing, like I'm still like freelance, but I had freelance gigs that I would just have to cancel on and um, was in kind of like a questionable relationship at the time, um, which I think subconsciously was causing so much of this anxiety I had just written a show with my friend and roommate at the time Brittany who um, also has anxiety and so we wrote a show that we did at UCB theater which is where we were doing like sketch comedy called the discomfort zone and it was about anxiety and we did like sketches about anxiety situations so it was already in my head Um, that's kind of when it clicked that this is what I was experiencing this whole time I would say like 20 2015, 2016, when I was like, this is, I should probably like find someone. Um, And it was great. Would you feel comfortable explaining more about the process of getting diagnosed and how you reacted to it? How, how did your doctor react to it? My doctor was like, oh, it's no big deal. (laughs) Like, I think it's just not in a malicious way. Yeah. She's like, yeah, like that's anxiety. Um, it's so, it's so common, you know, um, maybe more so in New York maybe that was just my friend group but everyone had so much anxiety artists too in general I mean don't all comedians have some sort of like that's what they say there's like something (laughs) going on up there like why do you need to make people laugh what (laughs) yeah no it was so strange because some of the funniest performers on stage like couldn't make eye contact with you like really yeah it was so bizarre but well um, yeah I mean I'm sure as a comedian you know you have your onstage persona and then your offstage persona yeah mm-hmm. all exactly. artists we got some there's a couple screws loose up there this is our coping yeah, method, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. using humor to get through it um yeah so it was a relief um you know she wasn't like oh my god it's anxiety it's like yeah this like, you can try this you can try that and um you know therapy meds etc sleeping eating healthier exercise yoga all the classic go-to initial uh suggestions um I hate so, those yeah. I hate those <laughs> yeah yeah they're like a big beginner's kit of like yeah <laughs> listen like I get like people want to help and they want to you know people feel powerless when like they see you suffering and they want to give you solutions but you know sometimes they're just too <laughs> it's like I've, super not I've helpful. had to work on that because I'm the kind of person I'm like let's fix this now And I've really tried to work on listening and saying, is there anything I can do to help? And just phrase, Mm -hmm. or can I help you in any way? Because I tend to give unsolicited advice and I really need to work on that because I've heard from so many people like both of you, hey, we don't always want that. Or, you know, (laughs) sometimes we just want someone to listen or, you know, you don't have to validate the crazy. I know I, I sound whatever. So Thank you for the reminder again, because I've really had to work on that because I'm not good at that. No, I mean, I get it. Like we see our friends suffering and we want to fix it and we want to help them. And if we've learned things that help us, like it's so tempting to be like, no, no, try this. Like, trust me, it helped me. But everyone's different. So 
but um, yeah, we should also be saying that to ourselves. Like, how can I help you right now? What do you need right now? In terms of medication, are there, if you're feeling, if you feel comfortable, would you be able to talk about like your experience with medication and if it's helped you or how Mm -hmm. it's helped you? Yeah. So this, this period of time in my life that I was just describing when I first talked to my general doctor about it, she put me on Lexapro, which is a very common anti-anxiety again, kind of beginner's kit of like, try this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's an SSRI, again, very common family of anxiety medicine. Um, I, it didn't like, it didn't vibe with my system at all. And it made me feel just like a zombie, you know, just so like disconnected from the world around me. And it was, it was kind of scary. Like I, I had so little worry that I would just like walk through the street without like looking for traffic. Like it, it, I was in such a haze. It went the so. other direction. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, and then after a few months, I just like stopped taking that, um, which we're not supposed to just quit meds cold turkey, but I did. And luckily I was fine, but um, yeah. Go so to your then, doctor. Yeah. yeah wean off. <laughs> wean yeah. off. You have to wean on and wean off. Please don't just stop taking your meds. That's scary. (laughs) Please don't do that. This is, yeah, a warning. But uh, yeah, so then I was like, never again. Like meds got rid of my personality. I had no emotions. Like I'd rather feel like the highs and lows of life, blah, 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 blah. I'm an artist, you know? (laughs) I felt the same way. (laughs) I was like, what if my mental illness is my personality? Right. Oh my God. It's like all we've ever known. It's yeah. It's like, well, who are we without feelings it's so crazy when you have that feeling um yeah my doctor also gave me like Xanax and Clonopin and stuff for those panic attacks when this is like the only thing that can help and I remember the first time I took that and all like everything I've ever worried about just like lifted for a few hours and I was like this is insane like yeah that's why people get addicted to it (laughs) yeah yeah so I've been like very cautious with that stuff that's good I just remember I've heard so many jokes are in movies just pop a Zanny yeah like don't unless you need it okay thanks on a flight maybe yeah exactly or if you like a job gravel you know gravel or a job interview (laughs) or you know if you're waiting to hear back about you know a a pitch or something Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so ideally you know no one should rely on on stuff of that strength but um yeah and then about a year ago I went on Wellbutrin which has worked well for me it's more for depression but anxiety and depression is so like interlinked that sometimes getting rid of one eases the other so um that helps some people it doesn't help everyone with anxiety but right now I'm like "Eh, it's fine okay good well thanks for sharing your experience about your medication cocktail. Mm-hmm. Thank you for feeling comfortable yeah. enough to share that. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I will overshare about this stuff. Amazing. Whenever. And clearly yeah. very publicly, you know, just, yeah, yeah. Like, breaking the stigma. Just, like, yeah. Yeah. We just don't I, talk about it enough. No. I do find that doctors are so funny when you're first getting on like antidepressants or whatever. They're like, so we're not sure how this is going to make you feel, yeah. but just try it. So like my, the Medicaid, I'm on is a scatilla. I don't know how to pronounce it, but they're like, okay, so it's either going to make you super tired or you're going to ha- be super excited. <laughs> so oh it's like, God. I guess we'll try how it, we'll see how it goes for a month. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Take <laughs> place, place your bets, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Am I going to so be yeah. a zombie or right. is my ADHD going to be an overdrive? Who's she going to be today? The world will never know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like just try this for a month or two, and it's like, oh, that's so long. Like, yeah. <laughs> really long time, Doc. That's like 30 yeah. full days. 
yeah yeah Yeah, mine it was um there was a possibility of a very intense skin rash so I had to be monitored oh my nothing happened uh thank god but it's just because some people when they've gone on it people who typically don't have allergies to medications have gotten have had very severe reactions to it I did not but I had to be monitored going on it so scary meds are weird man they're (laughs) They're so weird Yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah. They also make me drowsy. So I'm supposed to take them before bed, which I do. That's another thing. Take them when you're supposed to. The time of the day on the bottle is the time of the day you're supposed to take them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can make such a difference, you know, because if yeah. you take them at night, but you're supposed to take them in the morning, then by the time you wake up, it's already mostly out of your system. So then right. you do anything. If you have a friend or a loved one who you think is struggling with an anxiety disorder, how can you help them? Um, kind of like what you said, just uh, listen to them, be there for them. You can't force anyone to go into therapy. You can't force anyone to move at a different timeline to you, you know, to like grow and heal, you know, as quickly as you might want them to. Um, but just being there for them and letting them know that you're there for them and like definitely don't invalidate them. Um, don't say like, it'll be fine. <laughs> just never say that it's yeah different for everyone so ask them like what can make you feel better right now um is it bringing them a snack is it just like facetiming them is it doing the opposite and giving them space um kind of just seeing like what specifically would help them so we talked a little bit earlier about panic attacks and anxiety attacks if you are with somebody who is currently having an anxiety attack or a panic attack what can you do to help them in the moment Um, So I'll speak from, I guess, my experience of what people have done to help me. But if you're, I guess it depends where you are. Like I was on a film shoot and I had to go outside and my friend just like sat me down on the grass and we just like sat there for a while. He brought me some water, just took took a minute, um, slowed slowed everything down and was just like, okay, take take your time. We'll like go back in when, when you feel better. So I think being patient with that, but I guess if it was the other way around, if I was helping someone else, there are all of these little like tricks and hacks for panic attacks. Um, Cause it's your nervous system is like malfunctioning, I guess. And you can like reset it by getting like some ice and like putting that on your neck. Um, it kind of jolts your nervous system and that sometimes helps. So eat, like eating something very, very salty or very, very sour or like having like elastic bands on your wrist and like snapping them, like the little stuff like that that is supposed to be able to like help you get out of a panic attack pretty quickly but again different for everyone so if you're the one having a panic attack um like grounding stuff is always good like do you know about the the five four three two one technique write down or just even say like five things you see four things you hear three things you can feel two things you can smell one thing you can taste and like getting back into your body um is the, that's the grounding of that that's supposed to be a good tip but again like sometimes when you're in the, in that moment you just forget all of the the tools but um yeah that's another way that you could help someone else that's a good one mm-hmm. i found like holding someone's hands and saying breathe in and then counting to five and then as they breathe out like squeezing my hands So I'll be like, Mm. breathe two, three, four out. And like gives them something physical to do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, getting back into our body or just like yeah, grabbing something or feeling like a pillow or something um, is helpful. And just knowing that it will pass, knowing that you can't die from a panic attack, knowing that you've survived everyone you've had before, or if it's your first one, knowing that everyone else has survived theirs and it's not a heart attack. And like, I think the sadly, like the more you have, um, the the better you get at recognizing them and kind of stopping them in their tracks before they like full blown, you know, panic attack. I also find baths help, like a warm bath or Mm -hmm. even a cold shower sometimes. Depends on the mood, but... The mood. (laughs) The mood. Depends on the vibe. Let's see. Yeah, the vibe of the attack. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes she's she's hot, sometimes she's cold. (laughs) (laughs) So in everyday sort of anxiety, uh, panic attack, (laughs) just anxious things, um, (laughs) what are some common triggers for both you and others with your anxiety? Oh, good question. Um, I think so much of it is just kind of random, you know, and that's when it gets frustrating of, uh, oh, there's nothing wrong right now. Why do I feel like this? Um, And then I guess recently, more so than ever before, like since quarantine, like social situations can be triggering, especially like the time leading up to them. Like usually once I'm there, it's fine. But um, yeah. have you ever had a trigger and you're like, the fuck was that? <laughs> I mean, that was I'm just random. sure. <laughs> I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it's just <laughs> different every day. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. So it's basically kind of anything and everything. It's not specific things for you. Yeah. Is that a dumb question? I'm sorry if it is. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a really good question. I, I should try and write down like the triggers when they happen, but um yeah, I don't know. It's it's truly any day could be something different. Mm-hmm. Keeps you on your toes. <laughs> exactly. Keeps life yeah. interesting, you know. He's just trying to excite you. <laughs> yeah, anxiety is funny because even like the most random, like simple thing to like another person be like, you're just like, oh my God, if I do this, like I'm going to die. If I like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? Blah, 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 blah. Like sending an email or, mm-hmm. you know, even leaving the house sometimes. You know, like it's like anxiety is random and there's no, there's not always there's very in my in my mind I would say there's very rarely like rationale behind anxiety exactly it's a yeah. good point yeah I know mm-hmm. for me this isn't I do not have an anxiety disorder but something that makes me anxious is leaving the house I'll check the door a hundred times oh is mm-hmm. the door is the fridge pressed closed I know I hit the oven off but I'm gonna put my hand on the stove just to make sure Yep. And then I'm at work and I'm like, the house burnt down. I left the coffee machine on. It burnt down. Uh-huh. What is the stupidest or most ignorant comment and suggestions you've ever gotten about how to deal with your anxiety? Let's um, just get into this. I think this stuff is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, oh, don't worry. There's nothing to worry about. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> That's the whole point. That's what anxiety is. Yeah, or like, it'll be fine. Like, A, like no one knows that for sure, you know? Like, you don't know that. You're not psychic. Things won't always be fine. Things will have their ups and downs forever. (laughs) Or just stop worrying. Just, like, shut your mind off. Yeah, just calm down. Go meditate. No, I don't want to. (laughs) And uh, then you're just, like, more with your thoughts. Like, go outside. Just go outside. And say, okay, well, now I'm anxious outside. Right, now I'm anxious outside. Exactly. Thanks. Like, go for a walk, you know? It's like, what if I get followed on my walk? Oh no! <laughs> I was hanging out with a friend yesterday and we were talking and I was telling her about this uh, 
she has anxiety. And I was telling her about this episode and she goes, yeah, when I first met with my therapist, I said, I don't meditate. I don't want to meditate. So don't suggest it. And the therapist was like, great. I won't suggest it. Yeah. I mean, it's different for everyone. Like if some people it helps, some people it doesn't, but, um, that's definitely one of those go-to like, just try this, just meditate, just do yoga, just go outside. I love how it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just, just, yeah. it can come up as insulting because it kind of implies that you don't know what you're doing or that you haven't tried hard enough, you know? So they're not supposed to say that to people. Yeah. Or like that. It's so easy. Why aren't you just doing it? Uh... You know? Like, Right. Like I've never thought of this myself kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. ugh, the worst is like when they're like, oh, just like eat healthy. It's like, cool. I haven't eaten in like an, a day, but sure. <laughs> like, yeah. The anxiety you know? is real. If you yeah. eat 10 bananas, your anxiety will go away. <laughs> okay, we don't stand only kale. the banana girl here. No, we don't. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who is that? Maybe that's a different. Is, I was like, is this a person that Kathy is very, uh, hip and caught up with all the drama and the TikTok mm. people and that was like the Met Gala I didn't know who half the people were yeah I mean same I'm you know it, like, yeah culture. Kathy knows everything and I just feel old because I'm like who are these people what what's this YouTube just spend drama? too much time on YouTube and Reddit and no you're keeping up with stuff. our young audience that's good that's true you know like side note Kim Kardashian's outfit to the Met Gala did you guys see it Dementor chic the Dementor yes that was so weird. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Like- I didn't I didn't understand the theme. I'm, I'm actually having a virtual hangout tomorrow where we're uh, shout out to the Donis where we're having a uh, meeting about the Met Gala. And I'm in the process of making a slideshow of the outfits. And I didn't understand the theme. So I have to look up the theme and put it the definition into the slideshow because Ooh, I'll send you some of my favorite outfits after. Yeah. There were lots, but anyways, back to <laughs> okay, back to the interview. Back to the interview. Yeah. Thanks for dealing with us derailing this. Sorry, yeah, Kevin. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Kevin's our editor. Sorry, Kevin. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> George is like, who's Kevin? We're like, you haven't seen him the whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> He's an almond's present here. Uh, presence, presence here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you know, on the topic, it isn't exhausting to explain to others why you're so exhausted or why your anxiety makes you so tired. How can you talk to others about symptoms you're experiencing while being able to still hang out with them? Yeah, sometimes it is just a, a case of like, just leave me alone. It's like none of your business, you know, or like, why do I have to overexplain yeah. this to you? Stop um, giving me advice. <laughs> right. But I think it's it's helpful to like look it up and find the actual like scientific physical symptoms from a real scientific website. Print out the study and say, read this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what's going on and it can explain it better than I can. Um, but yeah, just like your nervous system isn't working the way it's, it's supposed to and it just takes a physical toll is kind of, I think the best and the best way to explain it for me and um, all those physical side effects of like, I've had a headache all day because of anxiety and I haven't eaten because of the the nausea. Like, of course, that's going to make you feel exhausted. And so your energy levels will be different. And some days, like all the energy you have is just like cleaning the kitchen a little bit. And like, that's all you managed to do that day or responding to one email even, you know, so different energy levels to people who don't experience mental health struggles. Right. Have you found that people your friends, when you tell them, Hey, I'm having an anxious day to quote Pete Davidson, 
I love yeah. that. I have such a crush on him. Um, he was doing, he was like talking about like his mental health and he was like, yeah, how I talk to my friends about it is I'll just say, Hey, I'm going to be weird today. Mm-hmm. And I relate to that. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm just going to be weird today. Like, yeah. Weird every day. Uh, like my friends all have anxiety at this point. So my support system is both very understanding, but also we can feed off of each other's, you know, Right. Have you had, how have you, how's the time been when you've had to talk to people who haven't or don't experience, like have, don't have an anxiety disorder, like family members or anything? How do you find talking to them about what you're experiencing in the moment or, Hey, I didn't reply for five days because I was asleep or whatever, you know, how, how Mm -hmm. do you suggest our listeners can navigate that? It's tough. It depends who it is and like how honest you want to be or how appropriate it is. Um, you know, if it's like a, a networking coffee and you just couldn't make it, that might not be somebody that you want to fully overshare about like your anxiety struggles. You know, that could be a bit too much or you could just say something came up or, you know, find like a, a more normal thing to say. But if it's like a, a friend or a, like a new friend, a new person in your life or a family member who doesn't get it um, and you feel like being more vulnerable and more honest, I think just being, yeah, just honest and uh, describing what it is that you feel and like how it affects you and hopefully they don't invalidate you and pull a... If they do, boy, you. bye. Yeah. A Justin Bieber? A just breathe. Oh, <laughs> but I'm sure there's like, it's like what? <laughs> oh you don't know about this it's like Justin Bieber gets me out of my panic attacks I mean, I mean he, he does. does yeah he's you he know a soothing face yeah right? he does have a soothing mm-hmm. face and a soothing yeah. voice yeah yeah just listen to like his throwbacks you know like what was the first one maybe oh, one time I'm gonna tell you one time girl don't copyright 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 oh shoot yeah the first no 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 the first one that came out like was the first one time, talk. I thought it was yeah. baby. No, baby was like, oh my See, god, sorry, Kathy knows sorry. this stuff. I was a huge like, I had, I was infected. A with believer. Fever. Yeah. No one's judging. Yeah. I'm seeing the Jonas Brothers on October first. Don't even. Okay, worry but no about one's it. judging. Okay, I'm just jealous that you're seeing that. <laughs> Four honest. times. I love them. I've oh only saw god. them. I've only seen them twice. They're great in concert. Have they you are. ever seen them, Georgia? Um, I saw them kind of, um, I used to, one of my like first jobs was at this record store and they did like a performance there. So that was did you meet them? Um, yes, I got to my, I got to take my little cousin who was like a huge fan at the time and she got her little thing signed. Oh my so God. Like, were they nice? Yeah, they were nice. I mean, if you yeah. said they were dicks, I would be like, well, no, I would cry. I mean, I mean, there was so many people there, you know, of course. Wasn't like a, a long oh meeting. It was just like a keep moving kind of thing. But right, right, right. They, they seem chill. They seem cool. Wow. You're so well rounded. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm so well rounded. Oh, shoot. I had something I wanted to say. Oh, how do you date? How's dating? Yeah, that's another tough one where it's like you don't want to overshare too much about your mental health like right away especially if they don't get it um or haven't really evolved to that point yet where they've like uh yeah gotten into their own mental health stuff but I feel like that and like there are those situations where you just want to seem chill for a bit you know first dates uh, like everyone's always going to be nervous for those so kind of accepting that and expecting it can help um 
they're nervous too (laughs) yeah like trying to not freak out too much because it's just inevitable I think unless you've been like drinking all day and you feel like liquid courage um (laughs) then you go but that's not a good idea and otherwise it's tough um for a while I was like I'm only gonna date men who are in therapy but then so like two two yeah it was I think actually, there's two of them in the world two. it was actually two and and they were <laughs> vocal about being in therapy and at first I was like that's so cool that's so attractive like they're so vulnerable and like <laughs> grown up but then it was like oh no there's there's a reason that they're in therapy <laughs> oh no more anxiety than me and that's not okay <laughs> like this is not worth it for me <laughs> Yeah. You have to find that balance because I've also yeah. dated yeah. people who are like, I've never experienced anxiety or depression. And it's like, hmm, okay, well, then you're not, we're not going to relate to each other. Um, right. And also, it'll come for you someday. You're just, you're just yeah, and probably it. in a toxic way too because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. never experienced this. Plus and they don't men- know how to like support and be right. there, deal with it, you know? Yeah, it's like you want someone with just that right balance who like knows what you're talking yeah. about. But uh, right. Well, I used to always joke my type is damaged and tattooed. So, yes. Exactly. So, Pete Davidson. There you go. Exactly. Although my boyfriend is not tattooed. But he needs to work on that. Is he going to get a tattoo? He's not sure. He actually edits this podcast. Hi, Kevin. Get on it. Come on. Get on it, Kevin. Make Genevieve's dreams come true. (laughs) Do it. I run away. That's why. Do you have any? Oh, yeah. You have a tattoo. What's your tattoo? Um, I have these little music notes. Mm, Oh, so cute. People are like, oh, what does that mean? You play an instrument? And I'm like, no, I was like 16 once and thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And you got a tattoo at 16? Yeah, like 16 or 17. I actually did get my mom's permission for these. Okay. So, you know, again, rule follower. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I forget that they're there because they're like, yeah. On a weird there, I thought it was a semicolon. Yeah, it's, you know, open to interpretation. <laughs> You're like, it's whatever you want it to be. Whatever you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> Not every tattoo has to have this grandiose meaning behind it. Yeah, exactly. I don't exactly. know. Can always get them removed, I guess. True. My friend's in the process of getting laser removal and she really? said it's intense. Yeah. She has a tattoo that she doesn't like. So she's using her tax return to get laser. Oh, that's the most millennial thing I've ever had. It really is. There you go. Can yes. you just give some more like quick coping skills that have helped you with your anxiety that could possibly help others as well? Yes. Um, journaling is always good. Even if it's like for five minutes, just writing stuff down, just writing whatever is in the top of your head, it can feel so good um, just to get those thoughts out of your head and onto paper and then boom, like just it releases them. It can be such a, a weight off. Um, it's like surprising how effective it is, I think. Um, or just like talking to someone, just being like, hey, can I, I'm really anxious about this thing. It's irrational, but can I vent at you for like five minutes, you know, getting their permission, of course. Um, just yeah, getting it out of your head basically in any way that you can is helpful. Um, if it's, yeah, you could do the grounding stuff if you feel like panicky and like too in your head. Um, or if it's just like a bad anxiety day, I'll just kind of go back to basics, which is when I kind of just reprioritize just surviving, honestly, just getting through the day and just like laying down, doing something chill, drinking water, like eating something, just like complete self-care basics 101 um and then sleeping it off hopefully for the next day so that's my 
go-to things or you know like there's all kinds of things that help people like tea cbd you know stuff like that um but again, works differently for everyone. So it depends. And now we're going to move on to the rapid fire listener questions. Yeah. So Gigi, the first gen mentor asks tips on getting breathing under control. Breathing exercises. There are, there are many of them. Um, again, I'm not the best at these, so I don't have a personal one that works, but um, doing like a, a guided meditation, like a guided breathing thing where someone is talking you through like, I don't know if it's like the four breaths in, seven out or the other way around or something, but there are different ones that can help kind of slow things down. Um, I would look up and like experiment with which ones work for you. Because again, for me, like focusing on my breathing makes me more anxious, but that's just me. (laughs) Um, At Carrie Kirby asks, how can we cope with the trauma of the American experience? And her second question is, what are some general coping strategies besides therapy for those that can't afford it? We kind of answered that already, but you can answer that again if you'd like. Um, I mean, the first one, <laughs> that's a big question. It's a big ask, yeah. It's I'm Canadian, one. so yeah, I can only imagine oh, what yeah. you you two are going through. So and like I did this, I did this willingly because I'm from England and I moved here as a student and I'm still here. And um, so I, I chose this <laughs> for myself. I chose, I chose this life. <laughs> I ran away. I ran away from the yeah, U.S. to Canada. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. So running away, moving <laughs> is something. Um, but I think honestly, these days, just taking it day by day and yeah, kind of just surviving because no one knows exactly what's going on. So not trying to figure it all out. I think um, it's it's a big one for therapy. I would say there's always there's always a way. I've managed to get like free or cheap therapy through like places that offered sliding scale or there's always a way I think um there's like clinics where they're training people so they're like students but they have years of experience you know so like that's usually a free or cheap option um there's stuff like that it's more accessible I think now that so much of it is online so it can be expensive if you are paying out of pocket and finding some like fancy cool therapist, which is definitely not ideal for everyone and it should be free. But um, I do want to encourage people like doing a little more research or asking someone to help them do research because I've always been down to help my friends um, who need a therapist, like find some kind of uh, resource that is affordable and it's worth investing in it's like your mental health like nothing else in your life is gonna go well if you're struggling with your mental health so it sucks that that people have to pay for it but um it's it's worth it even if it's for like a month or once a month or something like that it's so worth it as someone who's been in therapy for over 10 years it's worth it yeah yeah it's worth it but if you don't want to again like you don't have to force yourself into it because if you do like you not again like blah, blah, blah. you're not going to get anything out of it if someone makes you do it or if you force yourself to do it so mm-hmm. i would say try any of the things we've said so far like um yeah talking to your doctor possibly meds um exercise journaling CBD, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You can find online, there's definitely groups and message boards and, Mm -hmm. you know, ways to get peer support. There's probably peer support groups and things like that. So, yeah. Group therapy. Google's your friend. Yeah. Google's your friend. Yeah. Or um, smaller communities, like wherever you may live 
if there's like a next door or Facebook group or something can be helpful to get that like word of mouth recommendations rather than just like the whole scope of Google. Which is also online therapy. I know BetterHelp, they actually charge you based on your income. So BetterHelp's an option. Also, if you do therapy through a university, so oftentimes they'll have master's students or Mm -hmm. students going in for their PhDs who will actually give you therapy at a reduced rate and everything's supervised and everything as well. So that. That's also an option if you can't afford like conventional therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's all about who you get along with as a therapist. So the level of experience they may or may not have, it might not even be relevant. And like you said, they're always supervised with those things. Um, Or I found my first therapist in New York through, I think it's the National Institute of the Psychotherapies. And it's people like social workers who want to get, um, I'm going to say something stupid, therapy degree, but no, um, like a, whatever the sun A psychology is, degree. <laughs> that they have a degree, they have like experience in some kind of like social work, but they want to have their own therapy practice or something. So it's like- Oh, okay, I see. Specialization? Yeah, yeah. So like they are already experienced in the field, but because they're still training to get an official, whatever it may be. Um, it's usually like sliding scale based on your income. Cool. That's a great resource. We'll make sure to have that and other ones linked in the show notes. Um, why is it so important to manage your anxiety while still taking care of yourself? Kind of like to wrap things up. It's important to get ahead of it. I think you don't want to get to that point where you just hit rock bottom and you are losing your jobs and your friends and feel lonely and feel sad and everything else spirals. That's a tough place to be in. So kind of being proactive, um, taking again, like care of your mental health the same way that you would for your physical health. And then also it helps you be a better person to the people around you, to your relationships, your friendships, your family, whoever it is that you're close to helps you be there for them. So helps all of society. <laughs> Aww, yeah. I love that answer. <laughs> but no pressure. For- <laughs> no, no pressure at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for yeah. our last question, we ask this to all our guests. What is the most adult thing you've done this in the last week? Um, so someone gave me an orchid <laughs> and very sweet present. And I did you know so much research of like how to keep it alive and so I ordered this specific like soil that orchids like and got this like pot that was like well draining and got this orchid food and just spent too much time like being a perfectionist Capricorn about it so that felt very grown up to be like I can take care of this living thing they're hard to take care of. That's what I had. So Orchid, like, yeah, orchids are like, very, very difficult. Yeah. I was like, thank you for the beautiful present. I'm so worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> Huge response. Like, great. Another thing to be anxious about. Is this <laughs> like, I don't want to kill my orchid. Yeah. This <laughs> yeah. Goddamn or Is it pretty? What color is it? It's white. It's like right behind this laptop, but it's very tall. Nice. And, um, yeah. So keeping stuff alive is, is um, very adult. And I think it is. Yeah, Houseplants in general, I think, help with anxiety. They do. Take care of something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Georgia, for coming on. Of course. We, thank we, you for having me. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, where can people find you if they want to follow you and see your journey and laugh at your TikToks? Um, yes. So TikTok is at TikTok's Anxious Cutie, um, my persona, if you will. Um, Instagram <laughs> is Georgiasmic, which is uh, had that username since I was like too young. So it doesn't make sense anymore. But anyway, uh, J-O-R-J-A-S-M-I-C. 
And my website is georgiahudsonportfolio.com. And I would love for people to watch my short film, Withdrawals, which is about quitting meds cold turkey, which again, you shouldn't do, but uh, that's on Vimeo and linked in my everything. So amazing. We will have all that linked below as well. So you can follow mm-hmm. her and laugh along with us because <laughs> I, we both enjoy your stuff. Hence why we asked you to come on here. Yeah. You gotta laugh through the pain. Yeah, exactly. It's the best way to deal. It really you know? is. Cool. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure you're yeah. helping lots of people laugh through the pain. So keep it up, girl. I mean, I'm sure you guys are helping tons of people too. So, I mean, you know, you we're well. just trying to I help everyone so. <laughs> adult because no one really teaches you how to do it. So here we are. Yeah. It's an yeah. urban legend that anyone knows how to adult. We're going to end the podcast. Thanks, grownups, for listening. Uh, we appreciate your support. I'm Genevieve. And I'm Kathy. And we hope you learned something. We'll talk to you later. See you soon. Bye. Bye.